I had previously thought you guys were kidding when you said, oh, GoToWebinar is going to be booked up and full and we can only have a thousand people. I'm like, yeah, right. You're just saying that so that I get on. And then right. we got we got darn near a thousand people registered for this thing. And I'm just like, oh, that was <laughs> real. It actually does happen. Yeah. <laughs> this is real. I had no idea. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman and Ralph Burns. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 27 of Perpetual Traffic. And on today's episode, uh, we got Ralph, Molly, and myself, and a special guest, which I'm going to let Molly introduce in just a second here. Over the last couple episodes, the last few episodes, actually, we had Tom Breeze come on and, and talk about how to really use video, how to use YouTube to build a relationship with people, really how to build that relationship before you get people into your world. And sometimes how video can be used to sell when it comes to any type of complex product or service. And when Molly, Ralph, and I were trying to plan out some future episodes, the word webinars kept coming up. And using webinars can be one of the most effective ways to to sell any product, and especially if you have a product that's, you know, over a couple hundred dollars. The crazy thing is, is literally we had it booked on the schedule a couple episodes from now to be dedicating a few episodes on webinars. And then Ralph and I get this text message from Molly and she's, he's like, check this post out. We, this is like, this could be a perfect guest on the show. And she sends a, uh, this post in the DM Engage Facebook group. Jermaine Massey had this really cool post. He posted a screenshot of like all of these different audiences and all the different costs per acquisitions, the cost per registrations and how they, they were different between all the different levels of audiences. We're going to talk about it in today's episode, but it was just the perfect episode to talk about why webinars are awesome. But more than that, how to use paid traffic to fill your webinars, whether you have a big brand, small brand, or you're brand new in the marketplace. So Molly, if you can introduce them and, and kind of give the backstory, that'd be awesome. Jermaine, how's it going? So far, so good. Thanks so much for, for hopping on and recording this with us. I'm excited to be here. You guys mean a lot to me. So Jermaine, he owns Cashflow Diary. Uh, Jermaine, you want to tell us a little bit about your business? Sure. Basically what we do, it's very simple. Uh, we obviously go out there and deploy capital, buy real estate, you know, single family houses, uh, cell phone towers, uh, commercial property and uh, multifamily property. That's probably what most people know. And it takes a lot of capital raising to do that. And then when I'm not doing that, I teach people how to do it because they asked. And that's pretty much how it got started. Uh, you know, this whole distributing information and being online. Again, Jermaine, thanks for being on. And yeah, it was it was really cool. We were talking about doing a an episode on webinars, and then you posted that screenshot in the group, which we'll include in the in the podcast notes. Jermaine is great because he not only consumes information, but he also implements. So, how long have you been going through our stuff, Jermaine? Right now, it's about 14, 15 months. So you've been online, what, about three years? And really, right. you've seen the most growth in the past year, which is which is awesome. Well, the most growth is an understatement, to be honest. I mean, that first six, seven months, we barely got to maybe 600 people on the list. And then we thought we were doing good to get to, I remember the goal was 25 people a day. If we're doing that, we're awesome. And that was, you know, so, so long ago. And just in the last, you know, 14, 15 months, we've been able to grow our list by five times the amount because of the information that you guys have shared, you know, between the podcast and, and traffic and conversion and, you know, every execution plan. The one thing I know how to do, as you mentioned, is implement. 
Absolutely. And and side note, there is so much information online. You can figure out how to do anything online. But if you consume the information and you don't implement, obviously, uh, you're not going to see results. So just side note, 2016 Molly rant there. Um, <laughs> Consume and act on that consumption. That's a tweetable. Hashtag perpetual traffic. <laughs> in fact, one of the things I in our entire community, the, the whole thing I tell everybody, every one of our students, everyone that runs into me, one of the biggest slogans that we use is move at the speed of instruction because we get in our own way on all of this stuff. And needless to say, there's a lot of little things to do when it comes to webinars or online. And it's not like I was mentally set up for that. Real estate doesn't naturally go, okay, you know, let's do this online thing. So I I had to learn all this stuff from zero. I want to go back to the point of, you know, you were doing this for a living and therefore acquiring the knowledge. And then people started to ask you to teach them how to do it. And it's sort of the same thing that we do at Digital Marketer. We're doing this stuff and then we produce information so that you guys can also implement in your business. And I really think that falls along with the whole idea of value first and really, you know, giving people something uh, before you ask for something in return. And that's been a big theme of of this entire podcast and how we teach everyone to, to really set up their traffic system. And I think that segues really well into the topic of webinars the act of giving a webinar, someone does have to hop on and and give their time to you. But essentially, even if you're selling something at the end of the webinar, you're giving them value first. So I, I think that's really the biggest benefit of a webinar. Webinars are a great way to sell high dollar services and build that relationship. And Jermaine has been successful because he has a bunch of knowledge that he's willing to give for free. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And it's pretty funny when I have met those that either listen to our podcast or subscribe and whatnot to the blog. They the one thing they tell me consistently is, how do you produce all this content? We can't we they they're telling me they can't consume it all uh, between the articles and videos and stuff. And I'm just trying to get it all out of my head and put it somewhere else. And I, and I know there's got to be a lot of content producers out there who feel that way and are looking for a way to, you know, monetize their knowledge or help people in some way, shape or form. And we, let's <laughs> to say, struggled for a while to, to figure out that it just needed to be a webinar or was, was, is an understatement. It, it just took us a long time to get back to what actually makes sense. And I think there's so many people too. I mean, whenever we talk to people about various levels of understanding of the Facebook ads platform, one of the biggest things that they always sort of come back to is what should my offer be? And how should I actually present it? What's the best way for me to totally monetize that knowledge that's in my head? And for those of you who are even thinking about starting a business that are that are listening here on the show today, this is a perfect example of, you know, a large uh, and lucrative niche where Jay actually knows a lot about it. And now he's he's you know driving traffic to information products and and masterminds and all kinds of stuff. But this can be done in a lot of different niches. I mean, just when you think all the niches are taken up, I saw one the other day in one of the forums, a guy is selling uh, marketing services for artists and is cash ROI positive on Facebook ads. So that's probably a great market. It is. It is. It's awesome. And you've done the same thing here, Jay, which is really cool. I'm really interested to hear like how you kind of came upon webinars as the the source that that really produces the best ROI, which I'm sure we'll get into here in just a second. But um, if you're out there, there's there is money to be made in what it is that you know. And Jay is a perfect example of that. 
And you know what the funny thing is? Uh, you know how when you're having a journey on something, you're you're doing something one way, and then over time you go, well, why didn't I do that at the beginning? It was obvious <laughs> all the time. It was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly how Hindsight. this came out. Is because for our members, we do uh, constant webinars all the time. Like so, once you're in, we do at least a webinar a week, at least sometimes more. And they love it and they keep showing up and they stick and they stay. But for some reason, it didn't occur to me until after learning to make a, a small dollar product, the, the tripwire concept that you guys talk about and, and and going through many iterations of those products to to figure out, you know, hey, this is what we should have done from the beginning because it is by far the best. I mean, it, it, in our funnel, it, we're using them now in every position. So it, it's it, it's now a tripwire. It's now a core offer. It's now after the sale. It, it's just pretty much the uh, main device because my team told me, you know, they're like, you're better on video and audio. So why don't we lean to your strengths? That's so powerful. And we'll include a link to a blog post in the show notes that Russ Henneberry wrote about the content marketing lifecycle. But you need to think of a webinar as not only a selling mechanism, but it is a piece of content. So just like Russ taught us in previous episodes of the podcast about how to create content that sells because you need to warm people up and you need to give them value first when you're running traffic before you ask them for something in return. A webinar is the same exact thing. You're having them sign up for something where you're going to give them value first. And although you're probably going to make a call to action to buy a product somewhere within the webinar, you're still giving value. It's, it's the same thing that Russ teaches with blog posts. If you go to the digital marketer blog, almost every blog post has a call to action, you know, with, within the content, asking them to opt in or to buy something. So same concept here. The great thing I love about webinars too is, is you create so much goodwill for people that don't buy your stuff. So even if they don't buy, they still walk away happy. Typically, totally. if you're doing the webinars the right way, they're happy and they, and they just might not be ready at that time. And there's a good chance that they will come in and buy within the next you know, few weeks or at least next couple months. Jermaine, your team said you were good on, on audio and video and yeah. you said, I'll give it a shot. Well, yeah, at the beginning, we the, the first version before we jumped to webinars, though, because uh, what we learned, we struggled trying to create a sales letter. And and it, <laughs> that was not really I'm laughing, but it wasn't really funny uh, because we, we really did try. And I, the funny thing is, is if you asked us to produce, say, five 30 second commercials, like full on video TV ready, we could do that faster than we could create a sales letter. And it, it's really it's just easier for us to do audio and video. So the first iteration was to go to uh, video sales letters. And that's what, uh, you know, made all of uh, last year really awesome is our lead to conversion. Before it was a long, long time. It was well over 45, 50 days before when a lead would come in before they would become a customer because I didn't understand the concept of funnels. I didn't know what a funnel was I, and what now I know all we were doing was monetization funnels. Well, duh, no wonder it took forever. And then you guys said the, you know, these concepts of tripwires and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, but that's going to require lots of sales letters. I know what happened last time we tried that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Too much copy. <laughs> it just didn't work. So, uh, but 
if you give me some words and I can read words off a screen and, and make that into a video sales letter, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And he, Ryan said, hey, ugly video sales letters work. I'm like, cool, that's perfect for us then. And right. that got us to a point to where we, we were getting leads, you know, from Facebook and stuff and doing the traditional thing. We were able to sell an $8 product, but when we were able to get our conversion, our lead to conversion, not only uh, at or above 10%, depending on the product, but we were also able to cut that time down in half. And I was like, okay, cool, that's better, you know? And we just started making many iterative improvements since then. And then, you know, now I'm just like, okay, well, how can we even get our lead time down and first purchase higher? Cause that's what happened. I posted a, a post in the DM engage and I asked some of the other members, I was like, here's my numbers for the year. I see where we're doing great, but I also see this, this initial customer value is lower than I'd like it to be. And another person said, you know, you just got to figure out a way to sell a higher ticket product sooner. And then for whatever reason, those things all clicked. It's like, well, what if I just do a webinar and sell a high ticket product? Now I'm using video. Now I'm using audio and I can take everything I've learned to drive, you know, low cost leads and fill up a webinar. And that's exactly what happened. That's awesome. So you're able to acquire leads, people that are signing up for the webinar, and you're able to make the webinar so content rich and so personal that you really speed up that building of the relationship that we've talked about throughout the whole podcast and then go right for the sale of a high ticket offer. Yeah, we've never had conversion rates and a lead magnet be this high to cold market. We've never had some of them be this low in price either. And I, to be honest, that first one, I was nervous. I was up all night because I had previously thought you guys were kidding when you said, oh, go to webinar is going to be booked up and full and we can only have a thousand people. And I'm like, yeah, right. You're just saying that so that I get on. And then right. we got we got darn near a thousand people registered for this thing. And I'm just like, oh, that was <laughs> real. real. That actually does happen. Yeah. <laughs> this is real. I had no idea. And I'm like, I did it. Not fake scarcity after all, like those yeah, DMers right. were telling me. <laughs> in 2014, we were definitely in a different spot here at Digital Marketer, and we were needing to monetize our traffic really, really quickly. And we were actually needing to make money off of our traffic, right? It wasn't just pure acquisition. We, I needed to produce revenue for the company. So we had a high ticket product that we were selling. It was about $2,000. And we did a webinar that sold uh, the product to our email list. And it worked really well. And we said, okay, we're going to make this a perpetual webinar. And we used Stealth Seminar to make sure everything was perpetual, which meant, you know, it happened every three days and it was all automated. And that campaign really sat there for about a year and ran using some strategies that we'll share share in a little bit. But that was able to run for about a year and it produced most of the revenue for our ad campaigns, right? So that we were able to hit our numbers and we were able to make money off of our traffic uh, so that we could reinvest into acquisition. And that's exactly what I did after <laughs> it's running. In fact, while, while you and I are talking right now, I'm sure somebody's watching it. Uh, Absolutely. I was like, well, that worked. Let's keep it going. And 
Uh, our growth, as you know, they say hockey stick. You can actually see the hockey stick uh, on our charts when it comes to lead generation and all the other things that go along with that. So it's pretty funny um, that you you guys did it too, and I'm and I'm, that's encouraging. Yeah. So you have this webinar, mm-hmm. and you want people to sign up. Who are you putting these ads in front of? I was just following the traffic plan. So what I did is that, you know, you talk about cold, warm and hot traffic. So I was like, okay, who are going to be our cold people that I'm going to target? Who are going to be the warm people and going to be the hot people? Now, because of all the other stuff I had done previously, you had mentioned uh, the, the, the strategy is to use an article to pixel people. So we've been pixeling people like for all, we just turned on a, you know, one article. We have one article that's been running probably eight, nine months. And that's all it takes. And it's just been pixeling people over. And then we have one Facebook video that is killing it in terms of pixeling people. So those two together build our custom audiences. And then uh, we have our, our fan page. So those were all the warm people uh, that we were doing, plus with some of the retargeting that you've mentioned um, and using uh, uh, Sync to CRM, formerly known as SyncSumo, we were able to target, retarget through our our database, uh, all of the people who had opted in. And then it was like, well, Molly says you're supposed to use lookalikes too. So I started making lookalikes of all of those custom audiences and lookalikes of all of our database. That those groups, the the warm, the warm and the lookalikes far outperformed everyone else. Yeah. And if you guys are a little lost on the traffic temperature, the cold, warm, hot idea, definitely go back to episode two. That's where we covered that whole strategy. And, you know, episode three is about Facebook videos, which video ads, which Jermaine just touched on. So we're definitely linking back in the show notes so you guys can reference. But Jermaine, that's really powerful. He's saying that He's running ads to cold traffic, right? To people that don't know Jermaine. They don't know Cash Flow Diary, right? And he's sending them to a blog post where they can consume information, or he's sending them to a Facebook video ad where he's giving them value first, right? He's meeting them and he's saying, hey, I'm Jermaine, and then this is what value I have to give you. He's not saying, hey, I'm Jermaine, you know, give me something first, Right. Right, He's building that relationship equity and webinars are interesting because they can go to cold traffic because in a sense you are giving value first. But that first impression is, hey, sign up for this. So they really do perform best when you run these ads to a warmer audience that you've already pixeled. And if you reference the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, you'll see the screenshot that Jermaine shared in the group that really started this whole episode. And you'll see the blue arrows on the right hand side. Those are ads that he's running to cold traffic. So you'll see he's spending $2 for one campaign, $5, $3 for these five cold traffic campaigns per sign up for the webinar. But when he goes to warm traffic, even though, of course, he did pay to pixel those people first, it's 
60 cents per sign up and then $1.82 per sign up, which in aggregate, adding on the cost to get them to click on that initial ad to cold traffic, I'm sure it's still cheaper and it's a better experience for the prospects. And well, and to take that one step further, just so that, you know, when you are looking at that, that, that screenshot, the very first one, I called lookalikes cold. But remember, those lookalikes are all lookalikes of my warm audiences. And I think that's a testament to Facebook's ability to actually use their algorithm uh, very, very well, because that is the best. And you can see it there. That is the lowest cost uh, cold market one as well. So I I think that, I mean, that's given us a very large potential for scaling, to say the least. So you're using pieces of content to pixel and you're retargeting, but you're also taking this webinar out to cold traffic, which again is totally fine because yes, you're asking them to sign up, but if you're doing a free webinar, it is free content and it and it is value first. But this screenshot really does show how this whole system works. So tell me, what was your best audience so far? Well, that's the thing that surprised me because when, you know, traversing the internet, searching for information, you can see all this stuff about Facebook likes and fans being worthless. Uh, So I was shocked when digging in through the numbers, uh, as you can see in the screenshot, the 68 cents per conversion, um, that that's our fans, Facebook fans. I'm just like, how can I get more of those? I was excited about getting more of those just from the 68 cents. But as it turns out, uh, they're actually the ones that are purchasing the most and converting the customers for for the least amount of money. So in this particular case, uh, on a $597 product, we have them converting at around $19 a customer, which <laughs> I want more. That's insane. I love it. That's awesome. Love that is it. so cool. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, negative, well, at least we rail against it here about just don't get fans just to get fans as a vanity metric. But getting fans are definitely a collateral benefit of running ads. You're going to get fans, especially if you're running valuable ads like you are to a webinar and also to content. But I mean, we certainly advocate in our system to to uh, do like getting campaigns or fan getting campaigns as sort of an initial strategy to sort of build some momentum. But, you know, if you're going out to Fiverr and buying fans, that is not a strategy that we advocate by any stretch. Two things, just in case the lookalike audience, just to clear that up in case you're, you're wondering, lookalike audience is normally, what he's targeting there is a lookalike audience at all. There's no interest inside that audience. He's not targeting somebody that likes some kind of a real estate interest at all. All it is is the audience that Facebook created based off similar characteristics, behaviors, likes, interests as his list. It's basically his best quote unquote cold audience because it is a cold audience, right? It's not it's not yeah. people who have visited his website. It's one that Facebook created. We are seeing amazing improvements over the past like 90 days to you know three to four months compared to like a year ago with Facebook's lookalike audiences. We used to not even recommend people targeting lookalike audiences only because it was just too broad. And they've just they've done so much such a better job of, of improving that that targeting. The other thing is that if you are running like a like a five to six minute video ad, like we talked about on the last few episodes with Tom Breeze, that can serve a similar purpose as a warm audience. Because if, if you're using like a five or six to seven minute video, a lot of times those type of leads, when we run a five minute content rich video ad to cold traffic into a webinar, you get higher attendance rates, you get higher sales conversion rates, and 
And it's very similar to, to warm audiences. Absolutely. And just looking at this, I mean, you're, you're, you might be listening saying, that's great, Jason, the real estate niche. All those people are, are crazy because they just want to make money. And I'm not in that niche. Uh, you know, I'm in a completely different niche. Well, you know, in the agency, we do a lot of different niches and a lot of different industries. And looking at this chart, as far as his opt-in rates and his costs and his sort of the gradient of pricing based upon how many people register for the webinar, it's very consistent with what we see in a lot of different industries that are not real estate, that are not make money, that are not, you know, sort of rabid about this sort of stuff. Um, so you can expect the same types of results, but you also have to realize that when you are writing a blog post and sending traffic to, you might not see that ROI right then and there, but you will see the ROI later on. And I think with Wicked Reports, you're really going to see, you know, those, you know, those website custom audiences and your fans because they have more and more touches with you. You're probably going to see them later on down the line being better customers, you know, more ROI off those particular ad sets. So it's not just real estate related here. It's, it's really, uh, you can do it in your own industry as well with the same type of strategy that Jay's doing here. Just to underscore that point even harder, the warmer audiences are purchasing at a rate five to one. Uh, of the cold ones wow. right That's awesome. now. So it's it's like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll keep doing it. Then. I'm a believer. <laughs> wow. That's so awesome, Jermaine. And it's really just a testament to the idea of looking at paid traffic, like building a relationship and sort of also to the point of this can work in any market. That is so true. And really the key, which, you know, this is a key in marketing and business in general. This strategy won't work if you don't have something of value to talk about on the webinar, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like someone sent right. me something the other day and they said, Molly, this whole cold, warm, hot, retargeting the content, it's not working. This doesn't work. And I said, okay, send me the piece of content that you're sending traffic to. And it was the most boring, bland piece of content that I've ever read. And I said, okay, well, that's like saying, you know, walking up to a person in a bar and introducing yourself and saying something really horrible, making a terrible first impression, and then expecting them to go out with you later, right? <laughs> so like that piece of content, whether it's a blog post or a video or a webinar, that has to be of value. And it also has to segue really nicely into whatever you're trying to sell. Again, reference back to the episodes we did with Russ Henneberry. If the content sucks, if the content has nothing to do with what you're selling or no one wants what you're selling, this strategy won't work. Sometimes this can feel overwhelming and sometimes people are thinking like they have to do it the exactly the same way as we teach, right? They're trying to figure out how they can make the, you know, create these ads in these different types of levels of content and lead gen ads exactly like somebody is teaching. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way at all. You just have to understand the core, uh, the core principle and then you, you can really, really win. And I'm going to give you two references, okay? Two resources. I mean, number one is Digital Marketer Engage. Ryan Dice did an interview in the December office hours. You can find it inside the members area, inside Digital Marketer. He made a great video talking about the new like branding and direct response and how these things are combining for 2016. And I strongly urge you to, to watch that video if you already are a member. If you're not a member, become a member. The other thing is, is I just did a video at dominatewebmedia.com and it's called How to Dominate with Facebook Ads in 2016. And I referenced Ryan Dice's video there. I also referenced what Brennan Burchard recently said at an event with Joe Polish and how they made 25 million dollars in the past one year alone from Facebook ads. 
and, and I also, I play a pretty cool little audio, like a one minute audio of one of our clients that was like in a niche that you would just never imagine would work on Facebook. That's getting calls and leads, people calling in based on the content. And he was like, dude, Keith, I thought you were full of blank. And then it started working, but I recommend three things. Go look at the show notes and look at that screenshot that Jermaine is letting us share. And then watch those two videos and all this will start making more sense to you. It's like, oh, it doesn't have to be perfect. I just have to have one piece of content that I can warm people up. And then I have to have a good lead gen and sales mechanism, period. If you understand how traffic works conceptually, you can apply it to any platform. You can apply it, you know, to any type of offer because you understand how it works. And of course, in terms of the details, which objective should I use, budget type, all of that, it's all subjective and it's stuff that you should test. But, you know, we can definitely share what we've all found to, to work best. I know for the pixels, that's that's usually going to be click the website or video views because that's usually where I'm going. Uh, going for there. And then after that, it's almost without exception, website conversions, Absolutely, uh, uh, almost without exception. And that, that has turned out to be one of the best things ever. And now I'm at the point, as far as bid type, I, I'm actually at the point where I don't even do the bid type. I let actually Facebook optimize for that. Uh, so the results you're seeing are Facebook optimized. They chose the bid. And then I use another tool, Adespresso. It actually moves money around between the ad sets to determine which version of the creative, because uh, we tend to use five different versions of our ad uh, when we go to market first. And whichever one rises to the top is the one that continues to run. When you are running traffic uh, to the actual webinar landing page to get people to sign up, you're going to want to place your conversion pixel on the, the success page. So whatever page they will hit right after they sign up for that webinar, that's where you're going to want to put your conversion pixel. So you're going to want to set up your campaign to optimize for website conversions, and you're going to want to optimize for that pixel. So, you know, it's just like we teach in terms of getting people to sign up for a lead magnet. You're telling Facebook, I want as many people to hit this pixel and sign up for this webinar as possible. And I've found that type of campaign to work best for webinars across the board indefinitely. It's also great because you can just log right into your dashboard and see what your cost per webinar sign up is for each campaign and ad set really easily. Question number two for you, Jermaine, which budget type do you normally use or would you recommend using? There's a lifetime option. It has this hard start and a hard stop. And then after you've got your webinar or you've got it and you like, hey, this is the one I'm going to roll with, then that's when you're going to switch it to daily and just let <laughs> let it fly. <laughs> Absolutely. When you're running the perpetual evergreen type of webinar every day and then you're just keeping on daily. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Jermaine, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, when we have a one-time webinar, I know this is going to happen this day. I say, you know, okay, we're willing to spend $300 a day. We have seven days, you know, set that lifetime budget. And that way Facebook can really optimize. They know they have a certain amount of time that they have to really optimize in terms of this is how much money we have to spend within these certain number of days to this audience size, right? So you'll really get the best bang for your buck. But that's only if you have a really hard stop date. If you're going to perpetuate it and you want scale, definitely use daily. And and on that daily one, when you're doing the perpetual, another thing you may want to consider, because it is very, very true for us, is 
during different times of the actual day, our cost per sign up actually changes. Like most of our customers tend to purchase on the evenings and weekends. Wow. Uh, so our and you again, mean sign up or purchase? They actually purchase on after. But there's something that happens between six p.m. and seven p.m. and ten p.m. and uh new or ten p.m. and midnight. And I now know, I know that because Wicked Reports tells me, hey, this is when people like to buy from you. I don't think you guys talk about day parting very much, but. It, it is one of those other things where you can have your ads displayed during certain hours. And again, that's probably going Absolutely. to sound overwhelmingly complex, but it's really simple once you get it. Yeah. And that's something that you want to do later in the optimization process, right. but definitely something if you're getting numbers back, if you're using a third party uh, tool like Ad Espresso that will give you that really solid information and you know that you can get better results using day parting and it fits for you, that's an awesome way to optimize. That leads me to a good question number three, which is timing. So we're talking about trying to you know, liquidate your ad spend and trying to break even as quickly as possible after they click on your ad or after they opt in. And so especially when it comes to talking about when people like to buy. So do you have a specific time that you found works as far as how far out after they opt in when they do get on the webinar. So when is your webinar, whether it's a live or, or an evergreen? Yeah, that the more time you've given people, the <laughs> the lower the show up rate from that from that day. So I try to keep it as close as humanly possible. And to to the point now where on our ever on the evergreen one, it's it's a just in time. It's like cool. You you when you hit the landing page or registration page, it's gonna show you a time that's no more than 30 minutes from the time that wow. you actually got there. So, and it has our highest show up rate. We're hitting 60, 70, 80% show up rates. Something that we've done that's worked really well, a lot of times ours will be three days out, which is probably too long now listening to Jermaine. But even if it's 24 hours, sort of low hanging fruit, something really cool that you can do is actually pixel the people who, of course, have hit that thank you page, create a custom audience of the people who have hit that thank you page in the last 24 hours or three days, however long the time is between the actual sign up and the actual webinar, and then run a really simple, easy Facebook ad, even if it's just a page post engagement ad, $10 a day, and just say, you know, hey, we just wanted to remind you that your webinar is in 24 hours or, hey, you know, just wanted to remind you you've got three days. Read this while you're waiting. Right. You could even send them over to a piece of content. So running some sort of ad, if you have enough time in between the time that they sign up and the time that they're supposed to show up, um, it not only reminds them to show up, but if you can send them to a piece of content, you can educate them a little bit more and, you know, give them value so that they have an even better reason to show up. Not only do we do it there, but we're also doing it on the back after because, again, let's, you know, most yes. people, many people are not going to be not going to show up or they're not going to purchase immediately. But or maybe something happened. The kid, you know, bothered them. The dog barked. We, we right. do it for the replay. Uh, sequence as well, uh, because, you know, with email custom audiences, very specifically, uh, yeah. you, you can do that very, very well. Plus, I did find a use for the tripwire on the thank you page uh, now. So I, there's actually like a, a, a low dollar item on the thank you page of the webinar registration yeah. page. So if you, Keith, uh, it, you guys say move, I'm going to do it and I'm going to figure it out and just 
throw it all out there and make it all work at the same time. No, Jermaine, that was that was really powerful what you said about running retargeting ads after the webinar too, because that's low-hanging fruit that people forget about, right? They're using traffic to get people to sign up for this webinar, and then they forget the rest of the traffic system, right? You got them to sign up. Now let's run ads to make sure they actually show up, which would be the next step of the funnel, right? We want them to actually get on the webinar. And then after they've completed the webinar, run ads to retarget them about whatever offer that you made on the webinar. Then you can export a list of people who showed up for the webinar and watched the entire thing. And they'll see a simple retargeting ad for about five to seven days about whatever offer you made on that webinar, right? That one's pretty plain and simple. You can also export a list of people who joined the webinar, but they didn't finish it, right? So they might not have seen the offer. So you want to offer them something like a replay, right? Um, you know, you want them to, to make sure, hey, finish this content, right? Make sure you finish the webinar. That way they can see the offer that you made. We also export people that signed up for the webinar, but they never showed, and you want to try to get them to re-sign up so that they can kind of go through the, the live process again, right, and really get back on the webinar. But there's a lot of ads. It's not just about that initial, hey, let's get a bunch of people to sign up for this webinar. Obviously, that's the first step. But running ads to make sure they show up, running ads to make sure you're retargeting them about the offer or the replay or to sign up again, there's a lot that you can do even with a really small budget there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, episode 14 goes into that a lot, the one uh, where we talked to Frank Kern about this sort of thing, which is you know, expect people to not do the thing you want them to do, which is either to show up at the <laughs> webinar, which is that, which is to buy on the webinar, expect them not to buy. This is not a one and done kind of thing. You do scoop up all those people who didn't do what you wanted them to do. And it's really sort of simple. And you can do this, like Molly says, with low budget campaigns. These don't need to be thousands of dollars a day. I mean, the most important people are the people that, you know, attended that webinar, obviously, because, and they saw the pitch. So sort of move downwards in your, you know, your urgency, your sense of urgency based upon what Molly just sort of laid out. But Frank talks about that in episode 14 to a, a really great degree. And he's selling products that are probably even higher priced than Jay's here too. So uh, good two resources to to refer to. I found one small caveat to the person who actually did see the offer and, and maybe it's just a real estate or financials thing. Um, but I like to send them a suggestion to either watch the replay again and or share it with their spouse because of because of price point sometimes it's like hey i gotta mm. talk to my spouse well i would rather me make the pitch you know on a webinar yeah. to their spouse <laughs> than to be like there's this guy there's this thing yeah. he's yeah. selling this thing like yeah. no let Who me do it guy? that's yeah. really smart that's really smart yeah, like yeah. That. that's a great point yeah, what he said there that was awesome. awesome that's great yeah the crazy thing is Jermaine your webinar funnel is super similar to what we've built you know we've got a tripwire offer that's been working great for over a year it's a free book funnel plus shipping and then we have a webinar funnel which is very very similar and we're using ever webinar and we're we're doing the just in time so they can opt in you know within 30 minutes and then we also have a three day later option we're testing three and four days out right now but it, it's just it's just a great tool and uh, it's just a great way to sell. So number four is ad copy. What kind of ad copy are you using for your webinar campaigns? And do you have any suggestions for, for ad copy? What we like to do, and this has just been my strategy for a long, long time. I try to come up with a one sentence 
question to put at the add post type on, on the top. And then make sure that, again, like I said before, we test four different images and whatnot, but I keep it as simple as possible. It's usually one question at the top. You've got your image. And then uh, I don't put anything when it comes down to the link description, et cetera, et cetera. I just put like the company name and by me, That that's it. I try to keep it super simple and let the actual registration page do the the selling or the, hey, you need to, I just want to click, man. That's really what I'm after. And, and I want right. to get them to my registration page. And if I can ask them a question that will intrigue their interest enough to get a click, then I'm fine. And that that's, that's the entire goal. And it seems to be working. Our native ads, they get very high click through, but our direct response ads are getting some of the highest click through and highest relevancy scores uh, for any direct response ad than we've ever had by following that formula. That's awesome, Jermaine. And yeah, I think, again, in terms of the ad copy for a webinar, really think about who you're talking to, especially if you've already pixeled these people and, the, and they have built a bit of trust with you. Some short, simple, punchy ad copy to get them over to the landing page, you know, that totally works. And, and you know, not that that can't work to cold traffic, too, but think about if these people know who you are and, and what relationship equity that you've built. I've also noticed that, especially if you're going to cold traffic with a webinar, sometimes a bit longer ad copy can perform better. You know, maybe even taking some of the copy from the registration page and using that in the ad, like bullet points, can help since they don't know who you are and really providing specifics about what they're going to learn. So how we did X, like you'll learn this, 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 this. Something else to keep in mind, if you're in a market that you know, a lot of people don't even know what a webinar is, right? Like that's a that's an <laughs> online term. You know, the word webinar is is foreign and and maybe even a little intimidating to a lot of people. So think about your market. Would my market know what a webinar is? Should I say live training or online training or you know, even call, like, you know, use a word that they're going to be comfortable with and that they're going to be familiar with. But again, your your ad copy all goes back to what is the true value of the webinar? What do you have to offer to the market? And really think about, you know, who you're talking to in terms of, of your audiences and, and how well they know you. You know, I totally forgot. I, we actually don't call them webinars. We call them web classes. See, they're <laughs> web class. Much better. <laughs> Because a lot of people, I'll say webinar and they're like, what? <laughs> What's a they, webinar? Let me Google exactly. that before I make a commitment, right? Right. They know um, what a class is, though. They know what a class is. Totally. So definitely, definitely keep that in mind um, with with your ad copy. All right. So this has been some awesome stuff, Jermaine. Dude, dude, thanks for bringing it. I mean, I just want to recap real quick. So the basically the four main points we touched on, uh, thanks to you, are our campaign objective. Uh, if you're focusing on generating leads and registrations, in 90% of the time, you're going to use website conversions for the objective. Uh, when it comes to budget type, if you're running a perpetual evergreen webinar, use daily budgets. If you're running a you know an event-based and it's going to be running on like January 28th, then maybe try out lifetime. You can let Facebook really optimize things and you don't have to worry about running over and running ads while your webinar is over. Webinar timing, what you found is the the closer the webinar is to after they opt in, the higher the show up rates are. And if you use a tool like 
Evergreen Webinar, Ever Webinar, which is by Webinar Jam or Stealth Seminar, some of these other tools out there, you can set it up where there's a just-in-time option. Um, what I like to have where they can maybe pick a time so it really feels like an event. So you have like a three-day out or a four-day out option. And then in that case, you have some time to really, you know, send people some indoctrination content like Frank Kern talks about in, in episode 14. But having that just-in-time option is huge where you can get like 65 to 75% show-up rates, which is what we're seeing too using that same option. And then there's the ad copy. Remember, people are committing an hour to an hour and a half of their time to show up to your webinar. And so uh, like Molly had recommended, same as Jermaine, is the more you can give them value and actually give them a bullet list of of what they're going to learn, I think that can be a huge key. So sometimes longer copy can help, but test because a lot of times shorter copy can work and it also depends, you know, if you have a video or a non-video on your landing page. So those are the four key points that I think can make a huge difference in your business if you implement those. And, And Jermaine, dude, I mean, we could go on for another hour or two. So and we'd love to have you back on the show to talk about more advanced strategies, optimization, kind of check back in, see where you're at. You know, would you be down to, to maybe come back on in, you know, a few weeks or a couple months? Absolutely. Dude. Awesome. Cool. Jermaine, thank you so much. And, you know, again, super admirable what what you've done and, and your implementation and your persistence. And um, yeah, this is this is why we we do what we do. Thank you for doing it. Yeah. Awesome story. Congratulations on all your success. Hey, Jermaine, dude, where can people find you and then go through it, you know, go through your funnel and they can see how it works <laughs> okay. and buy it too. <laughs> that, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Well, you can find me uh, at cashflowdiarypodcast.com because we have one or cashflowdiary.com. And if you actually want to go through and see this webinar yourself, it's cashflowdiary.com forward slash rock solid. Sweet. Awesome. Great case study, Jermaine. And thanks again for being on. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.